and welcome to Feminist Folk Tales. I'm your host, Mary Frances. Unfortunately, Feminist Folk Tales was registered defunct until a small fervent campaign run by the Yesahara Society crowdfunded to bring you this special holiday episode to recount and revise the often mystery-shrouded, patriarchal, corrupted lore of the resident North Pole feminist icon, Mrs. Claus. So put on your galoshes of reckoning and jump aboard the toboggan of truth to join me, Mary Frances, as the voice of our titular heroine on a journey to the wintry realm where cookies bake, reindeers fly, and I prepare to set the world straight on my rightful role in the Christmas canon. This is the feminist folktale of Mrs. Claus. Well, here it is, dearies, Christmas time again, and I'm slaving away in the kitchen, perpetually baking cookies. At least that's what's in my unofficial job wheelhouse, along with tending to the reindeer and preparing toys, an undefined skill set. I bet many of you actually believe I'm married to the giant elf known as Santa Claus. However, my origins came from a short story published in 1849 where I'm mistaken for Santa's wife, but I'm really the family's long-lost elder daughter. Many Santa scholars argue this is grounds for my marriage to Santa being the result of Stockholm Syndrome, having been captured and forced to assume this identity, the truth of which, for obvious reasons, I can neither confirm or deny. I first appeared to the public eye in an 1854 New York Lunatic Asylum's Christmas play. You heard that right. I would make my big screen debut in the 1964 film Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. No wonder the public's perception of me is so deeply skewed. I acquired most of my fame in a slew of off-handed references and ads, satires, and bedtime stories. Mostly, I cropped up in women's magazines, with bizarre, fetish-like attention paid to my wardrobe. Some depicted me in pagan cloaks with hessian boots, or in quaint aprons and bonnets. Some in garlanded crone capes, fur gowns, or knitted bitty shawls. In a magazine article for Good Housekeeping, I appeared to the author in his dreams, prophesizing the ideal layout for the modern household kitchen. However, my first major starring role came in Catherine Lee Bates' poem, Goody Santa Claus on a Sleigh Ride. In it, I must plead with my oppressor, I mean Santa, to allow me to accompany him on his Christmas Eve sleigh ride. 
This is a good time to call out the sexist trope that a woman is too incompetent to steer a sleigh, or any vehicle for that matter. I would have you know, Libby Riddles was the first woman to win the world famous Iditarod dog sled race in 1985, largely because she was the only musher to brave a blinding blizzard. Not too shabby. Then came four-time winner Susan Butcher. Her sled-steering prowess is so legendary, she even has a dame named after her. Not to mention, I have also been depicted in popular media as a dexterous sleigh driver and even a helicopter pilot. So, if a Santa type ever tries to take the reins from your more-than-capable mittens, tell tell him this in a loud almost threatening tone mrs claus said to step away from me please then fly off in your sleigh and and exclaim to him as you drive out of sight i'm a competent woman who steers her own sleigh good night The question of my immortality is also something rarely, if ever, addressed. I exist as what I like to call a shadow deity, but I am presumed to have been born mortal. A theory that Santa utilized dark magic to preserve my vessel is favored in some circles. Over the ages, my public persona steadily morphed from nagging kitchen wench into a politically conscious advisor. Not just Santa's wife, but his confidant. Many times I pulled Santa out of existential crises and debacles while single-handedly restoring balance to the natural world, like in the Rankin-Bass classic Year Without a Santa Claus, based on the brilliant children's book How Mrs. Claus Saved Christmas by Pulitzer-winning poet Phyllis McGinley. I was even portrayed by Angela Lansbury in a 1996 TV musical called Mrs. Claus, where I abandoned Santa to search for purpose and autonomy and end up boarding with a Jewish immigrant family while campaigning for women's rights and child labor laws. I am symbolic of all the invisible yet influential women who had to shadow govern through dim-witted chauvinists, hard-working women would not be thwarted. I became the figurehead for many brilliant female novelists, playwrights, and poets to speak through. So next time you think of that jolly giant elf Santa spreading joy and happiness to all, it is only because he stands on the shoulders of a true giant, the feminist folk hero, Mrs. Claus. Make that Ms. Claus.
Thank you for listening to this Christmas edition of Feminist Folk Tales. It's dedicated to our most loyal paragon, Miranda Jean, for her continued undisclosed mission work with women's leagues worldwide. I'm Mary Frances. Have happy holidays and a Merry Christmas. And remember, women are the world. Mm-hmm.